Welcome to the Jason and Scott Show, your source for the latest news and trends in the e-commerce industry. Featuring host Jason Retail Geek Goldberg, SVP of Commerce at Razorfish, and Scott Wingo, founder and executive chairman of Channel Advisor. Here are Jason and Scott. Welcome to the Jason and Scott Show. This is episode 93 being recorded on Wednesday, July 12th, 2017. I'm your host, Jason Retail Geek Goldberg. And as usual, I'm here with your co-host, Scott Wingo. Hey, Jason, and welcome back, Jason and Scott Show listeners. Well, yesterday was the third annual Amazon Prime Day. And in today's show, we want to go over the highlights with a Jason and Scott exclusive Prime Day hot take. Amazon News. Your margin is their opportunity. Well, Jason, did you uh, take advantage of Amazon Prime Day? I did. Uh, not as voluminously as I might have thought I would, but I, I found a few things to buy. I think the problem with you and I is we're probably at, at uh, peak echo. So uh, it was it was it's actually a frustrating day when you're at peak echo and you paid, uh, you know, I think I paid north of like one eighty one ninety for my a couple of my echoes and to see it there at, at a much lower price is it's almost got a negative effect in a weird way. I had that happen in a couple of ways, like certainly with Amazon first party product. But uh, there are also some some. Uh, other products I had purchased from Amazon recently uh, that then went on on uh, Prime Day deals that that uh, gave me a little bit of buyer's remorse. And my, my family frequently likes to remind me that I have a very uh, short gap between desire and fulfillment. So it's, you know, I'm not good. At, I'm not good at waiting for those deals. Yeah. Next year, you need to create a, a Prime Day blackout for uh, pretty much all of the spring. Um, so no, no shopping past May. Yeah, yeah, uh, that that would be the smart thing to do. I'm not committing to it. <laughs> the uh, so it's funny. I probably like you. I was spending a lot of time through the day looking at the deals, and uh, probably I saw a really funny one. I don't know why it made me think of you, but uh, I did. And it was this lunchbox, and it kind of started working its way up as a hot deal pretty quickly. And I don't know how many they sold of these things, but it must have been you know, literally thousands of them. But it's a it's a lunchbox, and the gag is it's this kind of white medical looking box, and it's got an EMT tag on it, and it says <laughs> "human at organ for transplant." So you know, imagine you see a colleague in the lunchroom, and they brought walk in, and they open this up and start eating stuff out of it. It's kind of like a zombie <laughs> apocalypse uh, uh, lunchbox. So um, that was a really strange one. You know, some of the strange ones uh, that you see over the years are like the yodeling pickle and those kinds of things. But this was a new; I had not seen this uh, before. Uh, and, and it was kind of funny. Uh, the same company makes, um, fake takeout boxes that for you to put your lunch in. So these kind of like, uh, you know, strange sounding stores and you, they, they look like Chinese takeout and you put your lunch in there and eat out of it just to kind of like throw people off the, the what you're doing. <laughs> I got it. That seems like a lot of think geek type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of funny. It's from a, a third party seller. Who are these guys? Uh, I will have to have one of our interns look it up and get back to you. Uh, but I thought it was, it was pretty a funny one to, to just bring out for folks. Nice. Uh, good luck with that with the interns. I can't get those guys to do anything. Uh, so, so Scott, before we jump into this year's prime day, um, maybe it's worth, uh, setting the table a little bit and talking about the, the history and context um, and so the the first thing I always like to remind folks of is uh, that Amazon uh, is not the originator and does not own the market on inventing their own sales uh, holidays. There's a, a a great great tradition there, um, but specifically in in e-commerce, uh, you know Cyber Monday, which has been the the biggest shopping uh, online shopping day of the year in the U.S. for many years, was really an invented holiday uh, by one of our former podcast guests and. Uh, the original shop.org team. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, you know, the, uh, we'll have to pull up the episode, but, uh, Scott Silverman, the, the, the story goes, they saw the trend and then they kind of named it. So, um, you know, the back before we all had broadband and fought 3g, 4g, 5g kind of connections, you would go to work and you would use that nice juicy broadband connection. So that's why that Monday took off and then they decided to name it. So, 
that was the first created holiday. And yeah. then uh, another one we've talked about a lot is Singles Day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that, and you know, the the global people uh, and or the Alibaba people that that created Singles Day um, would uh, quickly point out that that uh, it's it's become much bigger than Prime Day or Cyber Monday are at the moment. Um, and so at, there's a lot of momentum there. Uh, by the way, the the Scott Silverman episode was episode 66. If any listeners want to go back and and catch that up. Um, so we had that Cyber Monday, then we had Alibaba launching uh, Singles Day, where they took sort of a niche holiday and turned it into a huge shopping day. And it's now, you know, by far the the largest single online shopping day of the year globally. Um, and then, of course, two years ago, Amazon la- or 2015, Amazon launched the first uh, Amazon Prime Day. Yeah, and uh, pretty quickly it has become uh, their single largest day. And uh, that's a good segue. Thanks for a little history on that. And before we dive into uh, you know, a little bit more details on Prime Day, I, I think it's important to take a little bit of a step back and say, why does Amazon do this? Um, I think the, the common the, – the surface level is to sell more stuff. You know, If you can take a month like July and make it into a – put a peak day in there, that, that actually helps, right? And maybe pull forward some holiday things um, and, if, and and it also helps with Q3. You know, Q3 is kind of a slower time uh, period, uh, and the summer is kind of a little bit boring in e-commerce. There's a lot of extra capacity in the system. Um, but but I think, you know, as, as we go through the episode, uh, I think that you have to peel the onion on this to really understand it. Uh, so first, I would refer listeners to the Amazon Deep Dive, which was uh, very early in our podcasting career, which was episode 24. Shame on you if you have not uh, made it through to that episode. Uh, but uh, for those of you that, that didn't, which I know is a very small part of our audience, uh, one of the keys to Amazon success is the Prime program. Uh, Jeff Bezos has a fun quote out there that you hear a lot. He kind of says, we want to put so much value into Prime that you would be effectively irresponsible not to join. Um, and right before Prime Day, there's this uh, this research company called Consumer Intelligence Research, uh, and they 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 tend to have the highest approximation of Prime users, and they came out at 85 million Prime users. And I think that's their U.S. number. Um, most other people are in kind of the 65 to 70 million range. Uh, and uh, you know the other thing uh, that is common about Prime is that once someone's on Prime, they spend at least twice. Uh, some surveys show twice as much, and some show three times as much. I, I believe it's more towards the three times as much. So I believe the Prime number is a little bit lower than the 85 million, but I think the actual usage uh, and the multiplier is higher, if that makes sense. So, so I believe there's five reasons that Amazon created Prime Day. Number one is to create a, you know, to generate more sales or what we would call in the industry GMV, gross merchandise value. I like that term better because it encapsulates the 1P and 3P uh, transactional volume uh, a little bit clearer. Um, and that's too deep for this episode, but again, I'll refer you to that deep dive. Um, the number two is Prime adoption. So. Uh, you know, the, again, people spend more money when they're on Prime, and if they can get people to try Prime, um, data shows that that again, this is from survey data, so take it with a grain of salt. This is not Amazon releasing this, but as people, there's enough of these surveys out there. I, I think you get a pretty clear picture that once someone enters a Prime trial, 73% become paid members. Uh, the the flip side of that is 27% of people probably just join Prime for the 30-day trial period and then churn out. Um, but 73% stick, which is, you know, when you look at online trial rates is actually pretty high. Usually they're kind of in the 10 to 15% stick, um, and Amazon's at 73%. Um, and then if people stay a year, then the retention rate goes up to, to greater than 90%. So if, if they, it's kind of like the Roach Motel. Once you check into Prime, your chances of checking out are pretty slim. And Amazon's got a lot of devious things uh, are, are ingenious, depending on which side you look at it, uh, for, for getting you deeper into Prime and accessing one of the many kind of spokes on the hub. Um, the third reason for this is Amazon has an increasing, we've talked about this a lot on the show, uh, portfolio of devices. So getting more devices out to you and in your house uh, creates more stickiness, and a lot of those devices are tied to Prime. A lot of these flywheels overlap each other. Um, the fourth one is Prime Day 
drives engagement of the prime offering and adds value. Um, so, so that's kind of four and five together. So by driving engagement, uh, of saying, okay, you, you're already a prime user and maybe you're enjoying two day shipping. Well, try video, try music, try prime pantry, prime. Here's some exclusive deals. Pri- try prime. Now try, uh, echo deals that are for prime members only, uh, try some of our private labels that are prime exclusives. Uh, the more they can in- get you to activate inside of the prime family and offerings and ecosystem, the more kind of stuck you are in the web. Uh, and, uh, you know, the fifth one is that, that making sure that you're reminded every year that there's uh, a big benefit in this annual sale is one of those many benefits uh, that exist. Nordstrom's is kind of famous for their loyalty program. They have their annual sale and giving people two days of exclusives or something like that to go shop it. So, so on the surface, uh, it feels like it's a reason to sell stuff. But in reality, I, I think the real reason and benefit of Prime Day is to drive Prime signups and add to the value prop. Uh, and the sales are really just the icing on the cake. Yeah, I would totally agree. Like of those five benefits, the the sales, while like certainly valuable and important, is probably the least important uh, of those five reasons. Um, so they... They recognize all those opportunities. They launched the first Prime Day in 2015. Um, and to sort of remind people how that went, um, you know, it was generally viewed as pretty smart and uh, favorable that they had created their own holiday. Um, so I think they got like a good vibe and there was some buzz coming out of that first year. Um, but it was not uh, what I would call a home run, right? Like, so there was a lot of the narratives from 2015 were. Uh, that man, the deal sold out super quick, and so a lot of people weren't able to take advantage of the deals and and were somewhat upset. There were some actual you know uh, customer facing technical problems, and so this hashtag emerged on Twitter: Prime Day fail, and folks were complaining because the cart didn't work and they weren't able to take advantage of the Lightning deal, and then the deal expired and they missed out and they were upset. Um, there there were some uh, thin uh, deals and. Uh, in the prime day. So there were, there were some kind of, uh, uh, products with, that were underwhelming that, you know, not very many people were interested in and, or the deals weren't very good. Um, it was a little confusing to even find the deals. Uh, and, uh, you know, going back to one of your subjects, you know, half of Amazon essentially is, is that, that three P marketplace. And those guys really weren't included in the first prime day. It was almost exclusively for Amazon products and for one P products, um, and so that, you know, both was bad for customers because so many of the things that customers buy from Amazon are 3P, and it was certainly bad for all the 3P sellers. Um, and then, you know, while Amazon paid lip service to it being sort of a global holiday and being in all the Amazon markets, um, from a volume standpoint, you know, it, it really only was meaningful in the U.S. and the U.K. Um, so in spite of all those challenges, like, you know, the, I think the big win for that first year is, you know, that they were able to say that they added hundreds of thousands of Prime users in that one day. So regardless of those challenges, that alone would have made 2015 a, a success. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely rough riding. And on the three piece side, I think they were so secretive about it that they didn't tell anyone about it literally until about 24 hours before they just had told us you know, maybe like three days before that there was going to be something happening and to get the servers ready. Um, so that was kind of funny. And, and, you know, it's only two years ago, which is, which is crazy, but Amazon had some Kindles. That line was getting kind of old and tired there. The tablets they had were, they really didn't find kind of the niche that they have found now. That's kind of like, you know, this value kind of tablet. They were, they were still kind of premium tablets uh, and they had just come off the failure of the Fire Phone. You and I are the only two people, I think, in the globe that have them. Um, and so there wasn't a lot of that that device stuff that they could sell in 15. So then 16 came along, and you know what, how I would characterize that is in typical Amazon fashion. They learned a lot from 15, and in 16, they uh, they they righted the ship and, and fixed a lot of the wrongs. The deals were more aggressive. They they now had Echo to kind of go out there and push. Um, if I recall, you and I each bought a couple of, uh, they had multi-packs of Echoes. So I think we bought some three packs of dots and those kinds of things. So if you were kind of early adopter, it helped you kind of get Echo into your whole house, which was nice. Um, they spread the deals through the day. So instead of having them all at launch and then everyone kind of burned through them, uh, they they were much more well distributed. Uh, they opened the valve a little bit for 3P uh, and 
then when the dust settled, they announced that it was as big as Cyber Monday. So they had actually created a day that was kind of in the that top five, you know, kind of a day, top two or three day for them. Um, they added more countries, so they expanded it. They they were in I think there were nine countries in fifteen, and they're only in ten in sixteen. But I would say they they got more serious about it in more countries. And in twenty fifteen, it was. Probably, you know, I would say 80% of the attention was U.S., 20 U.K., and then like almost nothing in other countries. And then in 16, they realized they could create more of a global push. So there was a lot of push, especially in India. Um, and then um, again, when the dust settled, Amazon announced that that sales were up over 300% from the previous year. So 16, it feels like this really got a lot of traction. Um, one thing to kind of highlight is the top 10 deals from last year. So I think that's kind of interesting as we kind of look at what sold this year. Uh, so I'll go through this quickly. So the number one was this AirVent cell phone holder. Number two was an Amazon gift card. So it was like a $50 card with $5 off, which was effectively 10% off anything you want to buy from Amazon. Um, some in-ear headphones, noise canceling from Bose, a USB thumb drive that worked on both uh, USB-C and normal USB. Uh, Echo was number five. Fire TV stick was number six. Fire 7 tablet was number seven. Uh, a pressure cooker was number eight. And um, one of those five port chargers uh, I think it was an Amazon Basics one was number nine, and then one of those power banks or or a Mophie-like charger, but it wasn't the Mophie, uh, was the tenth largest. So, um, so that was really the the kind of the the highlight there uh, from 2016. Feels like they had addressed a lot of the technical issues and and really kind of started to get their their sea legs on this deal. Yeah, and then uh, when it came time to talk about Prime this year, Amazon made some some pretty significant changes to the program. Um, so one of the biggest ones is it's no longer Prime Day, it's Prime Days, because they've extend, extended the deals to 30 hours. So it actually started the evening of the 10th and ran all the way through uh, the 11th. Um, so you got six more hours. Uh, they uh, really uh, sort of tried to prime the pump and get get more people using their Alexa to do shopping. And so they actually started offering deals uh, to, to Alexa users that were willing to use voice two hours earlier. So that started at 4 p.m. Eastern time, and that was a clever way to, to get people to start doing a voice commerce. Um, the, they greatly expanded the, the number of deals. They greatly uh, expanded the, the opportunities for 3Ps to have deals. Um, globally, they added China, India, and Mexico. Um, they, for the first time, they now had so many deals that they had to offer some, some filtering so that you could, uh, uh, filter deals by category, um, and a little bit by price point. So they started giving you some, some, uh, basic tools to, to, uh, cull through all the deals and find the ones that you were interested in. Uh, they had a lot of, uh, exclusive deals to the Alexa platform, um, and, uh, they, they even had some international deals where you could do some cross-border shipping for some, uh, things in some markets. Yeah. And then, um, so, so that was kind of the lead up. And then when the deals went live, again, we're talking about this year, um, I always think it's interesting to kind of see what they highlight on the homepage is kind of like those, those really kind of priority deals that they're launching. Uh, and I think it helps you read the tea leaves on what's their priority for that prime day. Um, uh, so there was the, you know, obviously Echo was a really big push. So the dot was thirty four ninety nine versus forty nine ninety nine. So that's like a, that's a really low entry point to get into the family at like now at thirty four ninety nine. They did some interesting bundles with the dot. I saw them bundling it with a little Sony speaker, um, and that little Sony speaker only added like fifteen dollars. So so that was interesting. Uh, the mainline Echo was eighty nine ninety nine versus one seventy nine. So that's half off, which is very aggressive. Um, and you know, I think I think. I think at 179, they're probably making a little bit of margin on the hardware. I think at 90, they're losing money. So they must see, you know, some some data from putting these devices out there. There must the razor razor blade thing must be working for them, or I don't think they would be selling at these prices. Um, you and I had both noted it was funny that they had a really good deal on Oculus, where it was effectively $100 off via an Amazon gift card. Uh, another really big theme this year was home automation. So they were really pushing folks, uh, probably like yourself and I, that have already kind of flushed out the 
the echoes in the house uh, to really try to do more home automation. Uh, and I took advantage of some of those. But, so, so some of the things like the higher end Philips Hue light bulb kits were, were at a, a attractive price. Some of the um, plug automations, I don't do the locks, but I saw those were pretty aggressively priced. So you could tell that that was a really big theme was, was getting people to activate home automation in connection with the Echo. Um, another one that's really interesting I saw was some of these ancillary parts of the Prime ecosystem. So they have Prime Now, which is same-day free two-hour delivery and paid one-hour delivery. Uh, that's in about 45 markets now. Um, most of the stuff on Prime Now was 25 to 35% off. Plus, they had this $10 off coupon um, that if you hadn't used the service before, you could use on your first two orders. Um, there's a program called Amazon Restaurants, which competes with Uber Eats and uh, Postmates and all those kind of food delivery companies. Um, and in cities, uh, I don't have that where I am, but where you are in Chicago, they were pushing people pretty hard on that. Uh, Music Unlimited, uh, Prime Pantry, some of those programs we've talked about on the show had pretty substantial discounts. Prime Pantry was 35% off your first use. Um, And then a lot of the private labels that we've talked about on the show, uh, everything from apparel to Amazon Basics and whatnot, those were very aggressively priced uh, up to 50% off. Um, So heading into the day, uh, Internet Retailer Magazine projected that for 2017 that they would have effectively uh, their first billion-dollar Prime Day. And they were kind of saying it would be about a 20% increase. So that's kind of the lead-up to the day and when it first launched. And here we are the day after, and now we have some early kind of hot take results that we can walk you through. Jason, you want to take a stab at some of those? Yeah. Um, So, you know, Amazon has issued some press releases of their own. Most of the stuff that they give us is sort of uh, relative numbers, so how things did this year versus last year. Um, And then, you know, there's some third parties that do their own estimates based on surveys and things like that. Um, So uh, one of the the Amazon uh, uh, claims was that they sold seven times as many Echo devices this year as they did last year. Um, So, And I, I would have argued they sold an awful lot of Echo devices last year, uh, so selling 7X uh, is pretty impressive. Um, I think they mentioned that that 50 of the top 100 sellers uh, on the, the platform ran, ran promotions. Um, and I think, you know, some of the analysts have said that this probably ended up being about a billion-dollar day for them. Um, and so to put that in perspective, a normal Q3 day for Amazon is about $444 million in revenue. So it's a little more than than twice a normal day as a result of of this big sale. Yeah, and I, you know that equates to when you start doing the math, it's like you know between one and two percent. So this, you know, I, I think people hear about these things and they're like, "Wow, this is going to you know increase Amazon's overall sales thirty percent or something." And you know, certainly for the day it does, but um, in the the overall vast sea of GMV that is Amazon, it it actually you know doesn't move the needle that much. But if they can add 10, 20, 30 million prime users into a subscription, into a trial period, and and like I said at the top of the show, 75% stick, that's a huge win because those guys are now in the ecosystem. Now they have to kind of like move them to the next step, which is get them, you know, get them loving two-day prime uh, shipping and then get them using something else and then they'll they'll stay around forever. What? One of the interesting themes you and I have talked about a lot over the last year is um, brands really waking up to the Amazon opportunity. Uh, and one of the guests we had on the show uh, on episode 73, one of the Wall Street analysts, Omar Saad, he had a note out today. And, and his takeaway was um, that there was just this crazy level of participation from soft line brands. Uh, this is topical because we've had a lot of news here lately where we've had Nike coming onto the platform and, and whatnot. Um, so um, so he kind of rated the different brands and, and how they did. And um, let me kind of parse through this. So, so the brands he saw take particular advantage of Prime Day. And what I, what I imagine this is is kind of a – we're going to have a guest on later that will kind of walk us through how they think about it. But you have kind of the foundation is uh, you, know, you have to have products Prime eligible. So that's important, which means they need to be FBA or you, you, know, you sell for full Prime. Uh, and then um, 
So that's, that's the platform. And then you need to offer uh, deals into the different deal platforms Amazon has. And then kind of another dial you can turn as a brand uh, selling 1P uh, and even 3P. Most of these guys we'll talk about are 1P. Um, Amazon gives you quite a bit big of uh, a big ad platform. So they have AMG, which is display ads, and AMS, which is search ads. So uh, the highest levels of participation uh, in the soft lines category, according to Omar, were uh, awarded to Calvin Klein, Haynes, Carter's, uh, Lee and Wrangler, uh, uh, VF Corp, uh, uh, Levi's, Puma. Uh, uh, I feel like this is a who's who's list of who's been on the show. Uh, Fossil, Guess, and Skechers. Um, the ones that kind of underperformed or really didn't participate are um, let me see if I can get this right. Uh, uh, Gap, uh, American Eagle, Lululemon, uh, Vans, and, and Nike. Um, I think that makes sense. I think um, you know a lot of those guys kind of perceive themselves to be a. a so some of them aren't on the platform very aggressively at all. A lot of them view themselves to be kind of a premier or luxury brand. And a lot of them are new to the platform, like a Nike. So Nike just started selling, you know, literally. Um, uh, you know, days ago, or it's been kind of formalized. So I don't even know if they're really actively selling very much. So I think next year will be a year for that. So it's interesting. His takeaway was this is kind of the year uh, for for Prime Day that brands really woke up and participated in a, in a material way. Yeah, and I, I mean, I look at that and I kind of think you know, there's brands that were very clearly playing defense, um, and you know, you know, they're on there and they're 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 doing some participation, but they're being really careful not to sort of poison. Uh, there are other channels and, and markets with promotions. And then there, there were brands that were playing offense and were saying like, hey, we're going to take advantage of this day when we have huge incremental traffic with buying intent and try to sell as much stuff as possible. Um, so the like looking at the official Amazon announcements, um, they, they said revenue was up 60% year over year, um, which is obviously very good. It's not as good as last year, which was sort of in the area of 300% up, but obviously, you know, now they have a bigger base. Uh, they said 3P was up more, like they, they, it wasn't a very helpful statistic. Um, uh, they said that there were a record number of new Prime members, tens of millions, um, and uh, 50% uh, more customers this year than last year. Uh, more folks joined uh, Prime yesterday than any other day in history. Um, and the number one product sold was the Amazon Echo Dot. Yeah, and uh, another one they've highlighted a lot is they've gotten they've worked with a, a manufacturer, and I can't remember who it is, but they made this TV. Uh, maybe it's the Element, I believe it is, and it's fifty five inches and it's Alexa enabled. Um, and uh, I haven't seen one, but I talked to a lady there, and it's pretty wild. You you can say the whole experiences through everything you can do on a remote you can do through alexa so they built this skill and you just kind of say alexa you know go to channel five or alexa find um you know uh two men and a you know whatever your favorite show is find star trek next generation or whatever uh and it will it will do all that stuff um so uh that's a relatively new product that was announced earlier this year and they um they promoted it very heavy another big element of of prime day this year is they, they ran a lot of TV deals, which I took as kind of putting a bit of a bullseye on, on Best Buy. Um, and this TV, they, they hyped it a lot going in that they had a lot of them and it was gonna be aggressive and they actually sold out in two or three hours, which means I think it, this deal really overperformed what they were expecting. Um, they did put out a, a list of bestsellers by country. I, I won't kind of, uh, take everyone through that. The ones I wanted to just chat about quickly Pretty much in every country, there was a private label offering. So, for example, in Mexico, the number one seller was an Amazon Basic um, uh, cable. In Japan, uh, Happy Be Happy Belly Pure Bottled Water was a top seller. That's a private label brand that they have for CPG. Um, there's a couple others. In Canada, um, the AA batteries, the Amazon Basic AA batteries were a top seller. So what, what's interesting is um, private labels seem to do very well this year. I saw them pushing it very hard in, in the U.S. deals. Uh, also, is a bunch of accessories. So whenever someone buys that TV, I'm sure they're going to get an Amazon Basic HDMI cable. Um, so that was interesting to see a lot of private label push. They didn't put any other stats out on that. Um, the other stat that was interesting is they said um, – app based which means you know using the amazon app on on your smartphone those orders doubled so if the whole day orders grew 60 percent and those effectively doubled which means 100 percent, they really over indexed which means desktop probably only grew 20 
percent-ish or 20 or 30 percent. Um, Amazon does a lot of things where the, you can only see the deals and track them. You, you know, the, the app experience is generally better than the desktop experience. Um, they said they sold 3.5 million toys. Again, it's a it's an interesting number, but kind of doesn't have a lot of reference. Um, uh, another one that's kind of interesting is this this voice commerce. So they were so aggressive with the Alexa deals and pushing those early. Uh, and I looked at them; they were pretty good. They had a 3D printer on there that was normally 600 for like 250 or something like that. And um, they had some really interesting deals on there. They had greenies uh, that were more than half off. Um, there's a PR firm kind of pushing stats that say. Before Prime Day, 19% of people had purchased using uh, voice uh, and a 33% additional intent to. If we kind of, when the dust settles on Prime Day, I think we're going to see, you know, 30 to 50% of folks uh, either having used that for Prime Day or with their, you know, with their new Echoes, they will be ordering something online. So, so that's pretty interesting. Um, Cowan came out with a survey also right before Prime Day that said, they believe 13% of U.S. households have Echoes, uh, and you know if if it's uh, since we have this Echo Dot as the top seller, and I imagine the normal Echo was up there. These TVs, uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, I think by the end of this year with holiday and Prime Day, maybe we start to see 20% of households with with Echoes, uh, and, and that's. That's pretty interesting because, you know, Amazon is on their eighth lap of this thing and, and the rest of the competition is really kind of stuck on the starting blocks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that That's one where it felt like they came into Prime Day with a commanding lead. And then for that to be the the biggest seller and seven times more than last year, um, they, they're absolutely lapping the field um, in terms of uh, penetration there. So if they can turn to your point, they probably didn't make a bunch of money on any of those devices. Um, so the magic question is going to be if they can they can turn that into customer value over time. Yeah. So, so let's wrap up this segment uh, with kind of what, what were your, your big takeaways from prime day this year? Yeah. Um, well, so looking at the day in aggregate, uh, I definitely feel it was a big win for the three P sellers. Um, there were, we saw a lot more three uh, P uh, sellers participating there. Uh, uh, as a result, there were a lot more deals uh, and a lot of the Amazon advertising uh, vehicles, which can be very effective, um, in addition to making some nice revenue for Amazon, uh, were available to the 3P sellers for the first time. So, so definitely uh, a win on the 3P side of the fence. On the 1P side of the fence, while we don't have real data, um, I strongly suspect that by far the biggest win were first-party Amazon products. Um, and so that's you know, certainly the, the Echo family that we've talked about, but also uh, the Kindles and all the new private label stuff um, that they're starting to push. And that really leads me to, to my biggest takeaway from this whole thing, um, which is, to me, the big winner in Prime Day is the Amazon ecosystem, way more so than sales. Like almost everything we've discussed up till now uh, was Amazon using Prime Day as a tool to get people more addicted to the rest of Amazon. So using more of their services, discovering more of their services, um, and you know, getting more value for that Prime membership and just making Amazon more sticky and increasing the customer lifetime value of all those Prime members. And you know, while uh, I think that's in stark contrast to Singles Day, um, which is really just a day to buy stuff. Like we really haven't seen Alibaba turn Singles Day into this powerful flywheel for Alibaba for the rest of the year. Like, you know, maybe they, they use Singles Day a little bit to get new international brands on the platform, but it really is kind of a one-day wonder for Alibaba. And to me, the Amazon approach is almost the exact opposite. It's way less about, you know, doubling sales that one day and way more about um, making Amazon much stickier and making it, you know, much more difficult for consumers to choose to buy stuff elsewhere after they get addicted to all the stuff that they were encouraged to try for the first time on on Prime Day. So in that way, I think Prime Day is a home run for Amazon. And this year only sort of extended that win. Um, I will say, you know, there, there's still things that aren't perfect. Um, as a result of having way more deals, um, you need to give users way better ways to filter those deals and find the deals that are relevant to them. And, you know, while they added some super rudimentary tools in the mobile app, 
um, I would I would say they were very deficient. And so I, I like to say that they had a signal-to-noise uh, problem this year, that it was probably harder than ever before for consumers to find the deals that would have gotten them excited. Um, and so I, I suspect that's something we'll see Amazon work on in, in years to come. I mean, you and I used to joke about, you know, there being no search in the in the Echo uh, skills store. And in that same way, like, you know, there actually is no search for for uh, Prime Day deals, for example. Um, you know, I, I'm curious. I think it depended a lot on category. But in a lot of these categories, I'm not sure that the Prime Day deals are necessarily the best deals of the year. Um, so it's a promotional day, but but not for necessarily a deeply promotional day for everything. Um, you know, I do chuckle. Uh, the reason Amazon doesn't give you any hard numbers for, for any of these things are obviously they don't want to, but they don't have to because this whole day is not financially material to them, right? And so, you know, what, one sort of reminder, uh, yeah, they, you know, more than double sales from four, 450 billion, uh, million to, to a billion, um, but that's still not a meaningful uh, bump in the, in the overall Amazon ecosystem. So while they brag about the day a lot, uh, it, it's really not about that, that uh, financial stuff. And then I guess my last big takeaway is um, that by far the biggest winner of all is the, the um, Echo ecosystem or the Echo platform. Um, as I quickly leap to to hit mute on, on my device in the room. Um, <laughs> Eight devices in your house just woke up. Exactly. Uh, it, uh, side note for people that haven't listened to all the previous episodes, shame on you, but my sister-in-law is actually named Alexis, so all the, the devices in my house have to answer to Echo, not to, to Alexa. Um, but I, I do think there, there is a, a holy war going on to win that, that in-home intelligent agent um, every other retailer in, in the world has huge reasons to root for anyone but Amazon winning it. Um, and, you know, we, we, in our CES recap this year, we talked about all the products at CES that had Amazon built into them. You know, they certainly have the Lions uh, market share. And then they're the only one that have a huge promotional event like this. So it just it feels like um, despite the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of people have a lot of reasons for uh, to not see Amazon win in this category. Um, it's getting hard to imagine anyone anyone really catching them at this point. Yeah, I, I think voice commerce is the big win. And not only is it just the device lead that they have, but Google is stuck in this weird place where, uh, you know, because they don't control a consumer experience for ordering anything with, with the exception of Google Express, uh, you know, it, it's this really, it's hard to build that. So if you say to Google Voice, uh, you know, order me an air filter for my house, uh, they've got some partnerships with eBay and that kind of thing. And, but, you know, what are they going to do? Like shop that order out to Home Depot and Lowe's? Or are you going to have to go and set a preference for everything you want to do? It's, um, it, it, you know, if that becomes an important part of this this home assistant, uh, it's kind of game over for Amazon. Uh, and then, you know, let's say Google does go solve that. How are they going to monetize it? Their whole business is monetized off ads and. You know, the a lot of the Google things, uh, the music and all has all these ads in it. And it's like a really terrible user experience compared to the Echo. Uh, now, more and more people are coming out with these assistants. So Apple's it hasn't hit the market yet, but they're already announced one. Samsung has one coming out and Alibaba announced one. Uh, I forget what it's called. It's got Tmall in the name. So, um, you know, everyone's working hard to catch up. But I, I think Amazon has this inherent uh, kind of advantage not only with the device penetration but with the the use case of ordering stuff uh, now you know you could argue home automation is a lot more level playing around but again if they can get to 20 percent kind of out there in u.s households and it's clear from the deals they're running they want you to do more home automation they're already kind of got a commanding lead and and again if that kind of starts to become your standard and you start to use that ecosystem or locked into it it's going to be heavy sledding for these other guys trying to compete um, so I, I think voice commerce is kind of a really interesting one to watch this year. I mentioned the brand thing earlier, and I'll, I'll refute one of your points a little bit. You kind of talked about it not being a material sales day, and I, I agree, but it, it is financially material because of the Prime subs. So if they get 20 million Prime subscribers, um, the average Prime user spends about $1,200. To make the math easy, let's say they spend $1,000 a year. 
while on the day it's not a significant impact. That's a twenty billion dollar add to the top line, and that's like you know, um, that's like Walmart's entire online business, uh, if if I'm doing the math right. <laughs> so, you know, so th- so there is a long term financial impact by those Prime subscribers, uh, and then the more they can keep them, and you know, let's say the number is eighty five million, they don't want to churn any of those folks. So if they can get you to use another spoke on that benefit and lock you in even longer, again, it's kind of a huge win and it keeps you from going to other retailers. Uh, uh, for sure. And, and I guess I, I meant to sort of lump the prime memberships into that being one of the powerful drivers in that ecosystem versus talking about the revenue. Um, I would make just one other point that you sort of reminded me of on the, on how commanding this, this voice commerce lead is and how problematic it is. Um, you know, more and more products are going to be built with voice in them. And if all the manufacturers have to build Alexa in because that's the strong consumer preference, think what that means to every other retailer. Like you can go buy a bunch of Samsung refrigerators in Best Buy right now, um, and those refrigerators all have Alexa in them. And so guess whose shopping list um, when you, uh, you're, you're using with that product you bought from Best Buy is enabling you to shop at Amazon, right? And, you know, it's not exactly apples to apples, but Walmart's selling a bunch of Samsung phones that have the Amazon app embedded in it. And so, you know, you, you can tell how commanding this ecosystem advantage is when your your competitors are forced to sell products that are, that are sort of gateways to your ecosystem, yeah, yeah. Um, one other aspect, uh, and we've talked about it a little bit on the show, but I want to kind of bring it up again. Um, you know, as as I mentioned, the report on brands, uh, and one of the levers brands have to pull is the advertising. So, so I, I'm pretty convinced. I'm hearing more and more when I talk to brands that they are spending more and more ad dollars on Amazon. And uh, there's two platforms, and, and uh, so if folks are interested in that, we had. Uh, we had Melissa Burdick and Andrea uh, on, and they talked a lot about these platforms. Um, uh, we don't have time to go into it today, but I'm convinced this is going to be not the next billion dollar business for Amazon, but it, it could be a 30 or 40. It could be the next you know, cloud computing for Amazon uh, because brands just can't get enough of these ad dollars. And the efficacy is super high. We see a lot of people moving money out of Facebook and Google into Amazon's ad platforms. And this day, another win for this day was getting all these brands to activate and get into those things. Uh, You know, when the, you know, if we could peek inside the Amazon curtain, I I think maybe the biggest chunk of margin probably came from those ads would be interesting. And then the huge long-term win is now they've got brands kind of activated on those platforms, AMG and AMS. Uh, I think that is, is a huge, huge, you know, 10, 20, $30 billion opportunity for them. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, that's our view of what we saw for Amazon prime day. But we wanted to bring in a live first-party and third-party seller to understand what they saw from the front lines of this exciting e-commerce holiday. Jason, join me in welcoming back to the Jason Scott Show, Jamie Dooley. As a refresher for everyone, Jamie is the head of e-commerce at Dorel Juvenile Group. Uh, we did a full episode uh, uh, with Jamie and one of his colleagues, and that is episode 86. So uh, if you uh, want to learn more about what they're up to as it regards Amazon, uh, listen to that episode. And tonight we're really here to get a fresh, hot take about Amazon Prime Day. Jamie, um, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Scott. Good, good to be back. Hey, Jamie. Uh, thanks very much for doing this. We totally appreciate it. Uh, so obviously the, the biggest and most important question, how were your Prime Day sales? Uh, they, were, they were very strong. Uh, so I, to remind everyone, we're a hybrid. So we, we sell both directly to Amazon as 1P, and we're a marketplace seller or 3P seller as well. The data for uh, marketplace sales comes fairly real time. So we know that we had a fantastic day on over the thir- over the course of 30 hours as a marketplace seller. Our sales were up 600% year over year, and it was the second biggest day we've ever had on the marketplace. Uh, second only to Cyber Monday last Q4. So it was it was certainly a very very good day for us on the marketplace side. On the one piece side, the the data takes usually at least two days uh, to get to us. And you know we're recording this now only a day after Prime Day, so 
we're still waiting for the final uh, sales data to come. But as far as uh, we've we've seen, we had uh, a record-setting day on Prime Day again for even the One Piece side, where almost 100% of our Lightning deals sold out. Many of them in the first 30 minutes, and then we're a subscriber to One Click Retail, and they were able to give us intraday reads as well as a, a final estimation of what our sales were, and it looks like we uh, we beat all of our forecasts. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, 600% is amazing because Amazon announced they were up 60%, so you over-indexed by a factor of 10, which is which is pretty awesome. Um, so that, that leads me to ask, uh, you mentioned lightning deals, um, and you know this is... Did you guys participate in 15 um, or, or was second last year? So they've been doing it for three years. Was last year when you really got serious about it or were you actually was 15 kind of when you started? I'd say we we really got serious about it last year. Yeah, that's, okay. That was the first year that, uh, that, that we had a significant presence as, as much as we could. But this year we, uh, we, we took it to another level as well. Yeah. So what, what were some of the things that worked well for you? Um, I know a lot of, of both 1P and 3P people that are using what I would call different platforms. So different deal, they, they, they got into different deal formats that they hadn't been in before. Also more people are in other parts of the ecosystem, like, uh, maybe, uh, Alexa deals, um, prime now pantry. There's kind of a wide range of things. What, what were some of the platforms you guys utilized this year to get such a great result? Sure, sure. Well, just to, to remind everybody, we're, we're a baby products company, so we sell strollers and car seats and hardline items that really aren't, they don't play very well into Pantry or even to, uh, into, into Echo. They're, they require a lot, of, uh, a, lot of kind of, a lot of merchandising online, and there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of consideration that's required. But what we, we used a combination of, of AMS and, and uh, we had a number of lightning deals as well as uh, what are called PMPs or uh, or prime member promotions that were on the on the, the prime day deal page when uh, when the customer navigated there and then we had aggressive pricing on on our everyday items as well uh, I'd say on the one p side we had a very good combination of traditional PMPs and lightning deals as well in, in combination with Advertising that we we uh, we bought through Amazon, as well as using social media and other external traffic drivers to drive even more traffic back to those promotions on Amazon. And so uh, this is great, Jimmy. A couple of follow-ups: Was that would you say it was a pretty similar promotional strategy to your 2016? So, like when you look at that 600% comp, is that mostly because Prime Day was more successful for three Ps or? Um, or because, uh, you know, you also got, got, uh, more sophisticated in your, in your marketing. Well, I think we, it's, it's a little bit of both, Jason. We, on the, on the marketplace side, if I had to say what, what drove the 600% year over year growth, definitely one part was we had more items that were prime batched. And obviously that, that's, that's really the, the name of the game on prime day. So that, that certainly helped. We, we did use advertising much more aggressively this year. And on the marketplace side, there were a lot more opportunities for three-piece sellers to, to take part in Prime Day. So for one example that worked really well for us was headline um, search ads were available to marketplace sellers this year. They weren't last year. It's actually, I think it's still in beta. Right now we were fortunate to be part of the beta program. So that we, we watched that uh, drive some, some good sales growth. And... I think we that com- in combination with just many more items aggressively priced and uh, and prime badged, I think that that was the the key to success for the marketplace. Got it, and that that seems consistent with the general trend that we've heard and talked about for this year. That uh, prime was uh, prime day was just much more accessible to two three P sales. So the fact that you're you, you were able to get many more products badged and you had a bigger um, a palette of marketing tactics available to you that that all makes perfect sense that you'd you'd blow it up with with 3P uh that might imply that while I'm sure your 1P will be way up this year uh it it may not be proportionally up as high as 3P is that is that a a fair guess 
I think so. Yeah, we uh, we had a, obviously had a much bigger base of sales to to comp from last year's Prime Day. Yep. So yeah, we're, we're not going to see. I, I would expect us not to see 600% year-over-year growth. If we do, then I expect to be a CEO somewhere next year. But uh, even if we even if we see you know a hundred uh, you know un, just under 100% year-over-year growth, that's going to be a huge win for us. The problem is if you do uh, a 600% 1P growth this year, uh, your current CEO is going to take credit. <laughs> uh, that's. Should. Yeah, should, fair, uh, totally, totally fair. Um, a related question, like how in your category or, or specifically to you, like how aggressive do you have to get on promotions? Are we, I mean, are we talking like 20%, 10%, 30%? Like, is it, is there a, is it similar to other promotions you do through the year? Do you have to get more aggressive? What's the general uh, promotional philosophy? I think it's, 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 you know, the answer I'm going to give you is, is not great. It, it, it depends. <laughs> it depends on the category, and then it depends on the level of competition. So in general, what I saw in a lot of categories was it only took 20, 20 to 30% discounts to, to do some significant damage. One of our biggest competitors, most of their deals were running at about 20 to 25% off, and I know they, they did, I'm pretty sure they did extremely well. Most of our promotions hovered around the, the 20 to 30 percent range, and we sold out of our inventory for, for almost all of our lightning deals in, in, a, in, in a very quick amount of time. So uh, my takeaway from this prime day, and, and it, it builds on last year as well, is that you don't need to, to be at 70 percent off. I mean, there were a lot of aggressive deals out there that, you know, you call them loss leaders or uh, attention getters that uh, we saw, and we had some of those too, but in general, we, uh, we focus on profitability too, and we didn't feel like we needed to, to, to start a race to the bottom in our categories. And I, I feel like, in general, what we saw across our categories and other categories was the same. You, know, you didn't see every deal uh, required to be you know, 60% or more off. Yeah, that definitely mirrors what, what I sort of informally saw. It felt like people were a little conservative with deals in their core products um, and maybe a little more aggressive with, with some of the, the less core products, if you will. Right. And I think we saw that in some of the data that one click retail gave us too. So we know that Amazon sales were up 60%, but there was a 114% lift in promo count, according to them. So you saw many more deals, but uh, they, were, they, were, they weren't quite as aggressive. And then I've seen reports um, all over the, the the media where they're saying conversion rate was actually down for Prime Day. So uh, I'm curious to see if that gets validated. But that would all imply that there were there were less aggressive deals potentially across the board. So yeah, I would characterize it as probably broader, um, but not deeper. So exactly. One thing you and I were chatting about uh, is one of the interesting things is on on some of the non lightning deal deals, uh, you know it, they they utilize that feature where you had to add it to cart to see the price. Um, why why do you think that is? What's going on there? So I know that I've talked about this uh, a lot where uh, I felt like that was sort of like burying the lead. We had you know we had uh, an item that was price fifty dollars off, and the customer really had a to squint and search to see that uh, they were getting a 30% discount on one of our top items. And that was really consistent with, uh, with, with a lot more um, deals that were PMPs throughout the, 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 the deals. My opinion is that it, it allows them to prevent uh, Walmart and other competitors from price matching them as easily. And, you know, that said, you know, Amazon is never going to come out and say that. You know, there, are, there are only really two big categories of, of promotions that uh, that you can have to get onto the prime prime day page. Uh, outside of deals of the day, there's either lightning deals or PMPs. And you know what Amazon's official word to us is that PMPs are designed to allow you to to be on that page with with slightly less aggressive discounts. So that would be why the in cart discount uh, uh, or in cart uh, pricing is is set up. But uh, yeah, I do think it helps avoid price matching. And we saw that in our categories. There was just a lot less price matching from Amazon's top competitors on our deals because they were they were PMPs and uh, they were harder to, to scrape. Interesting. 
put it, I guess one of the ironies there, um, and tell me if it's different in your category, but, uh, so, you know, they sort of, uh, hurt the customer experience a little bit by burying a lot of the deals in the, the cart to avoid letting their competitors, uh, price match. But it kind of felt like most of their competitors, unlike last year, sort of sat out this year. So it, al- it almost seemed like, like they had no intention of sort of, uh, aggressively, uh, trying to ride on the prime day coattails this year. At least I didn't see big indications of that. Did, did you? Yeah, no, I didn't either. So I, I was actually, that was one of my surprising observations was that, uh, last year, you know, competitors like Walmart, even they, they took a shot anyway. I didn't see, I, I, I saw most of, most of, uh, Amazon's direct competitors almost concede the day and the week to them. And maybe they'll plan something for later in July, but I mean, Amazon owned that day and they own the week. Yeah, I, I think eBay obviously did some like pretty serious national advertising that was sort of counter prime programming, and you know they did a a special deal with the the Google Home. But the you're right, the 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 sort of traditional um, omni channel retailers, Walmart, Target, like really didn't see see any indication that they were trying to make any hay out of the day. Right, right. I mean, it, you know, to Amazon's credit, they manufactured this holiday, and they've they've done a great job with it. Absolutely. Any um, promotions you saw from others that really surprised you? Well, uh, I, th- I think one of, one of the ones that I was surprised didn't happen is it, it was it was also not just Prime Day; it was National Blueberry Muffin Day, and there were no blueberry muffin promotions. So that was that was my biggest surprise. I couldn't find any promotions uh, to get me a, a cheaper blueberry muffin delivered. But I think the some of the ones that I saw were in, actually in our category. We talk about there were less, there were less um, discounted, uh, heavily discounted products. But it seemed like in our category, some of our competitors took some really big shots with uh, with some deep discounts. Uh, one of our biggest competitors had a deal of the day, which uh, they had some fairly aggressive discounts. And what was interesting was that they had some new uh, merchandising that we'd never seen before. Uh, with uh, completely custom landing pages on mobile and desktop that uh, that were very interesting. So uh, it looks like they spent a, a significant amount of money to to make that happen, and it'll be interesting to see whether whether the sales actually paid off for those. Interesting. I, I definitely agree with you. I think it was a huge miss on the blueberry muffins. I myself actually missed Prime Day because I, I was spending all day at the muffin shop. Yeah, I mean, my the, the morning was completely shot. You know, I just I I was in a shame spiral with how many muffins I ate in the morning. <laughs> and your teeth were blue all day. Yeah. <laughs> cool, Jamie. Really appreciate you coming on, and uh, you know, we record this show late at night because we both have you know, allegedly have day jobs. So uh, appreciate you taking time. One last question. Uh, so based on what you know, and I know it's early, what, what, what advice would you give to both brands, 1P and 3P out there for next year? Well, I think there, the, the top things I'd say were, one, plan it out as early as you possibly can. Some of, the, some of the issues we saw this year had to do with just operations and uh, carriers not being able to pick our shipments up to to deliver them to Amazon DCs, you know, two and a half, three weeks out from Prime Day. So, in in retrospect, you know, next year, uh, you know, I'd, I'd advise sellers get your products into Amazon DCs as early as you can. And I think just in general, planning in advance uh, probably needs to start in Q4 or earlier for for the next Prime Day, depending on you know, are the items that you want to promote. Um, already in existence? Do they already have sales history? Do they already have product reviews? If they don't, you need to build all that up before Amazon's even going to consider them for a major deal. And then even once you get those approved, they're going to need to still be forecasted. And depending on whether your lead times are you know, 90 days or 120 days or six months to have them manufactured and shipped here, you're talking about potentially you know nine months in advance that you need to start thinking about your promotional strategy for for Prime Day. So I think planning as far in advance based on your, your company's lead times is, is number one. I think number two is is expect that, uh, that things are going to go wrong. And we did a lot of contingency planning with what we thought was going to go wrong. Some of it did. And you know, we had a whole team of, 
of of uh, of e-commerce uh, professionals, from IS to ops to merchandising and sales, all all pretty much working um, off and on the, the whole 30 hours. And you know, we we did have a lot of things go wrong on our end and, and on Amazon's end. So I think having a good contingency plan is 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 really going to be key. And yeah, I think the the third is just uh, making sure that. Uh, you know your competition and, and having a good understanding of, of what's going to go on with pricing. Cause I think a lot of the deals we've heard, uh, we've heard other sellers just, they lose, they lose out on a lightning deal. It gets canceled a few days prior to, to Prime Day. That, that's a very common thing. We were fortunate not to have that happen. So the more that you can understand your, your channel strategy and, and make sure that you know, the pricing that you have set up for, for Prime Day is going to hold up for, for the day, that's, I'd say that's the third piece of advice I'd give sellers. Wow. Well, uh, Jimmy, that is terrific advice, and that is going to be a uh, great place for us uh, to land because it has happened again. We've used up all our allotted time, uh, so I'd certainly like to remind listeners that if you enjoyed this episode, uh, we'd love to continue the dialogue on our Facebook page. And if you really enjoyed the episode, we'd sure appreciate a review on iTunes. So until next time, happy commercing. You've been listening to The Jason and Scott Show. For all the latest news and trends on e-commerce and shopper marketing, subscribe to us on iTunes or visit www.jasonandscott.com.